0: Whoa, is this on? Ah, hello everybody. Wow, it's been a while since I've actually done a podcast. Almost feels like uh, I don't know how to do them anymore. Yeah, let's check the mic here. I think it might be a little too loud. Ah, but anyway hope you're all doing well things here are extremely busy but um pretty good so i can't really complain alex and i had um gone up to a sock earlier today and i was just telling him man it's been a while since i've done a podcast and uh realized i should probably get one out since i do have quite a few topics lined up and um also at the same time i just feel like i need to go ahead and do it but uh the uh, 4.30 music that my neighborhood plays is distracting me right now. I can't even think straight. Let me put, put the other headphone in so I don't hear it as much. It probably doesn't come through right now because I have the uh, noise filter on the, uh, the mic here. But anyway, how are you all doing? I hope everybody is doing well. Um, I'm going to talk about a few things today that I have lined up, and hopefully it will be interesting so why don't we just cut right to the chase and get right to it. <laughs> I guess it's not really cutting to the chase if I throw music in there, but um, one of the topics that I wanted to talk about before that I really didn't get a chance to get into due to lack of time, was um, the topic of Japanese boys and schoolboys and my observation of Japanese schoolboys. One of the things that really strikes me as strange and very noticeable, especially when spending a lot of time in the train stations and watching these various um, children go to and from school, is that um, Japanese schoolboys seem to have a bond, unlike anything that I've seen, at least in the U.S., and let me describe just for a moment what I mean. When you see a group of Japanese schoolboys walking together, they're usually walking very close together, meaning walking nearly side by side. Um, oftentimes, it's not really strange to see a bunch of guys holding hands or to have one boy have his arm around the other. And I just, at first, it sort of struck me as strange, and I really couldn't put my finger on it. But but I realized that. It really is that that closeness, the physical closeness of these boys and the way they act with each other that is really, really strange to me. And I haven't noticed quite the same thing with the girls, but maybe that's just because girls tend to do that a little more and it's a little less noticeable. I'm not really sure, but I have really noticed that the um, Japanese schoolboys themselves tend to do that. And... Not obviously in a, a gay or a homoerotic way, which, you know, would be fine too once once they are, you know, get to the point where they can make those decisions for themselves. But it's interesting because there's this sort of naiveness or, or purity about it that I think is just um, somewhat sweet or sentimental in a way. And it's kind of nice to see these younger boys bonding. And I hadn't really noticed this um, continue too far through, um, as people get older, but I was wondering how far this actually really goes. And in the conversation that I had with Alex, he was telling me that some of the guys in his, um, circle, he had been doing a circle for a little while, um, an archery circle, um, I think are probably new college students. So they're fresh out of high school. And he said he noticed that a lot, too, where there's a lot of, like, you know, over-the-arm slinging, coming up behind someone and kind of, like, putting your arm over them. And so I I imagine that continues quite far later into their lives. And if you notice in certain Japanese movies, too, I think you'll find that there's quite a bit of focus, especially storyline-wise, on bonds between friends. It's a very common theme in many different movies. I know, uh, what was the movie that I saw? A Tale of Two Sisters. I forget the director. I didn't really prepare to talk about movies in this podcast, but actually I really didn't prepare at all. I had to look up what episode we were on before I began. So I apologize for that. But yeah, um, if you, I'm sure those of you who watch many more Japanese movies than I do um, can certainly find those themes if you think back to some of those movies and Think think back to how much importance was placed on the bond between um, two friends or maybe even a, like a, a friend, oops, sorry about that, a friend and, uh, you know, his dog or um, two brothers or two best friends from school, I mean, any sort of a relationship bond, there's a, there's a pretty large importance on that, where. As I think in many U.S. movies, certainly Western movies, you don't see that as often, especially in children's movies. So, I don't know, it's just something that I had noticed and something that I thought was quite interesting. And um, something that definitely shows somewhat of the difference in culture between uh, Western children and certainly U.S., I'm sorry, Japanese children. But, you know, there's there's a lot of things to that. I find that as I get older, I'm starting to forget. Uh, for example, uh, earlier this week, I was watching um, a great YouTube clip that had tons and tons of 80s television. And um, But instead of actually playing the television shows, they were playing the commercials in between the shows. And it brought me back to all of these memories that I haven't had since I was so young all these he-man toys that he used to play with and all this great stuff so i, I also realize that there's probably many things about my own childhood that i've already forgotten such as the friends that i've had and the way i acted around them so perhaps maybe my observation is just uh valid from this point of view and if i look back on my own childhood maybe, maybe i would have acted the same way and i just don't realize it or block it out but I thought that was quite interesting, so there you go, I'll toss that out. If if anybody else has been to Japan and noticed that, let me know. I don't really know if uh, that's really something that, I don't know, I don't even know what I'm talking about anymore. I don't know if it's just my crazy observation or what. So anyway, um, my last post, I talked about Sakubun Hell, and I wanted to thank... Um, the people who were able to write back and offer me some corrections, I appreciate it. I know I haven't ri- written back yet, but um, San, Nakji, and Sachi, thank you very much um, both for your your uh, lovely and kind corrections. Um, we actually took the time in class to go back and correct it, and I think I actually corrected most of the things that you've touched upon, but um, Sachi's suggestion about how to word um that last part was was definitely helpful, um, in my study. So thanks a lot. Um, studying has been going swimmingly so far. It's very, very challenging. I think the biggest challenge I'm having is that my classes are divided into so many different topics that uh, sometimes the, uh, the homework is difficult to track. So it's a little, it takes a little more organization than last semester where I only had one class that had everything built in. So, and, uh, you know, tests are getting moved around, and, uh, you know, this is this area I'm recording in here is really, really small, so it's difficult for me to maneuver, so I'm, like, bumping into everything. But, yeah, so there you go with that. Thanks, you guys. I appreciate it. With uh, your help, I will be able to write better Japanese essays. What else did I want to talk about? I had a whole list here. Let's see. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, as many of you know, I end up using a Mac to produce uh, this podcast. And uh, last time I looked, though, many of the listeners of this show actually subscribe with iTunes on the PC, not the Mac. So this may sort of alienate uh, quite a few people, but hopefully I can redeem myself with the uh, the next little section I had here. I just noticed that um, Apple, in their newest release of macOS Leopard, which I believe is coming out within the next four or five days or so. Today's Sunday, by the way. Sunday? I don't even know the date. I think it's the 21st. And uh, I've been sort of looking forward to the release, but at the same time, um, I've learned through uh, trial and error, actually, unfortunately, um, not to go ahead and upgrade right away. There's quite a bit of audio software that I end up using that... Oftentimes the developers, takes them a little while to get around to it, but oftentimes the developers don't update it quite as quickly as I'd like to. So if I upgrade, many things end up breaking, and uh, I want to avoid that. Plus, I'm pretty happy with what I have now, Then there's no reason for me to go ahead and upgrade. But I did notice that there is some um, specific Japanese functionality that's built into the new version of Mac OS X. Specifically, there is a Japanese to English dictionary. That's now built in to macOS Leopard. Um, It says here, Japanese-English dictionary. Translate English to Japanese and vice versa. This capability is now built into the Leopard dictionary. Now, I don't even really know. I'm going to check right now, but I'm not even quite sure what type of... uh, If there's Spanish or if there's anything else. No, I think this is just the Oxford American Dictionary. So I thought that was pretty interesting, especially since... There's currently no Spanish support or French support, but that Apple chose to do Japanese as their next language. Now, I know in terms of markets, Japan is a very important market for Apple, and that's certainly true if you take a trip on the subways or the trains or just walk around the street and look at how many people have iPods. Um, It's just incredible, so... It's almost as bad as the amount of people playing Pokemon on the Nintendo DS on the trains. I was coming home from school the other day and I saw a middle aged woman playing Pokemon on her Nintendo DS. It was incredible. And uh, the, the past two years, I've had I bought stock in Apple and Nintendo, and both of them have have sort of the same success. So I'm quite happy with that. But. It's just incredible to see these these old women with a Nintendo DS. I, I think one day I should just do a show entirely dedicated to the DS and its applications in Japan. I think that would be kind of fun. Might take some work to put together, but... Ah, anyway, um, yeah, so there's now a Japanese-English dictionary, and then um, they've also updated the Japanese language support. So... Let me read that for a moment here. It says, in Leopard, the dictionary application supports the Japanese language right out of the box with an industry-leading Japanese dictionary and thesaurus provided by Shogakukan. I don't know how good Shogakukan is. I know um, that uh, my dictionary on the DS, I think, is based on a different one, so I'm not quite sure which one that is. And I also use WWJI, Japan Internet Japan Dictionary Internet server or something. Um, It's the one by Jim Bream, which is pretty good and also allows people to submit things, which is excellent, by the way, when you're looking for um, examples of usage of grammar points and things. Um, But this says the dictionary contains over 200,000 words with rich descriptions and examples. And the thesaurus contains 25,000 words covering 6,000 categories. So if you are a Mac user and you are studying Japanese, you may want to take a look at that. Maybe that'll give you another reason to go ahead and upgrade to Mac OS X, was it 10.5 Leopard? I don't work for Apple, nor am I endorsed by Apple in any way yet, so <laughs> maybe this will get me there, no. But definitely check that out if you're a, uh, a Mac user. other thing i wanted to talk about briefly i'm getting lightheaded from drinking all this coffee i don't think that's good uh i'm gonna put a link here too to the japanese xp uh or the windows xp japanese input support i have been using windows xp for work for many many years and um i just recently discovered all the keyboard shortcuts which which has made my life a ton a ton easier um, especially when composing emails and things like that at work. So I'm going to post a link to that for you Windows users who are using uh, or learning Japanese. I think those who are have already been learning Japanese will have already figured it out or researched it on your own. But if you're, if you're just starting, um, I'll put a link to that as well. The last thing that I wanted to talk about today, this may end up being a short podcast, but the last thing that I wanted to end up talking about was... Hold on. Uh, Pyramid City. Have you guys heard about this? Have you heard about this? <laughs> it's called the Shimizu Megacity Pyramid, and it is a uh, proposed project construction um, that is, it's a, now again, it's proposed. I don't even think it's uh, in the approval stages or anything like that, but this is a, a project that is proposed to build uh, a city made of uh, a pyramid structure made with these trusses um, right in Tokyo Bay, not above uh, Tokyo Bay, like in terms of reclaiming land and, you know, dumping a bunch of soil there, but actually above the bay. Um, Apparently this thing is supposed to be 12 times higher than the Great Pyramid, and what's interesting about this structure is that um, the buildings actually hang from the trusses as opposed to being built up from the bottom and um this is obviously um, in order to accommodate the fact that you would have to build these things on concrete platforms and at the same time have to account for things like waves and uh, wind and tsunami and things like that. So I was turned on to this idea um, by watching the Discovery Channel Extreme Engineering show, and they have an entire episode dedicated to the uh, Pyramid City, the Shimizu Mega City Pyramid. And what's interesting is they have an overlay of the Odaiba area, and they show exactly where it would be. And what's incredible is the train that I take to get there is also featured on the show, saying that they would have this network of um, transit within the city. It's uh, it's supposedly supposed to hold around three-quarters of a million people inside this pyramid. And there's a transit system inside, but what they say is that the the transit system that would connect the rest of Tokyo to this city in the bay would be the uh, same line that I take all the time, the Yurikamome line, in order to uh, go to work. And uh, the Yurikamome line is unique within Tokyo, as far as I know, in that um, it is one of the few lines that does not actually have a driver. The lines themselves, the trains themselves, are all self-operated and run on sensors. And technically, they're not even trains; they're trams. I guess you could call them because they have wheels and tires, and they ride on concrete. But for all intents and purposes, it looks like a train that follows a track like a train. But they have steering control, and they're able to switch uh, lanes as they come into the station. So that's kind of interesting. And it mentions that uh, you know this automated train will bring you in. There'll be no driver, and it's just kind of funny to be able to actually ride that train every day or almost every day, three days a week now. And um, to visualize where this pyramid would be in uh, Tokyo Bay, so if you're interested in that, check it out. I I will put a link to the uh, Wikipedia page on it along with a, a picture at the pod at the top of the podcast here. I'll go ahead and do that, um, but. Man, I hope I live to see the day where they actually build this thing. It's it's pretty incredible. Um, What else is interesting about this? The the only bad thing, though, is that the extreme engineering um, show that did this, they kept playing the same footage over and over again and playing it slower or reversing it or changing the color or flipping it around. I really think they're at a loss for uh, future extreme engineering projects as a result, but I don't know. What else can we do here? That's all I got for the podcast. It's like 18 minutes. I'm just going to do some meta talk now. Let's see, we covered the mega city. We covered uh, Japanese schoolboys. Oh, here's something interesting. I found out the other day that in McDonald's in Japan, it's not Ronald McDonald, it's Donald McDonald. I have no reason why this would be changed. Um... Ronald is no more difficult to say than Donald, except that uh, maybe some people might mistake it for Lonald, uh, you know, L-O-N-A-L-D instead of R-O, because of the uh, D-L-R, you know, confluence that we got going on here, but I thought that was really weird. Uh, does anybody know why this thing might be such? <laughs> I found it quite interesting, and, and then... It's one of those things where you don't really realize it until you're sitting there chewing on a sandwich and you're like staring at the sign and you go, wait a second, it's 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 not Ronald McDonald, it's Donald McDonald, what's going on? So, I don't know, I just thought that was really weird. This is like the worst episode ever. Ugh, blah, blah. Sorry about that. Um, I haven't forgotten about the coffee episodes. I still got to think up with my buddy... Fred, he called me, uh, he's got a lot going on now too, but um, he actually recorded some audio overseas, and we're going to try and get that put together, and hopefully um, get our act together and get you guys a coffee episode three. I also have a, a tag on my Flickr account for coffee, um, so if you're interested in seeing pictures of various coffee-related items in Japan, you should uh, definitely, definitely check that out. Ah, what else is going on? I was thinking of putting together a Mogulus channel, a video channel, in order to uh, collect some of the funny videos I've been noticing about Japan. I've tagged quite a few of them in the uh, the uh, in my YouTube account, and thinking about putting all that together. But I wanted to get uh, some feedback from you all about whether or not that would even be something you'd be interested in. I know I, I personally don't watch a lot of streaming video on the internet as in like a dedicated channel. I I get a lot of podcasts that are downloaded and get videos that way. And I I enjoy that because I get to watch it at my leisure. Um, And every once in a while I'll try to find like a, you know, like a Conan O'Brien show or try to watch the news or something and, and stream that. But I haven't really found anything that's a good sort of confluence of everything. So you know, I often wonder if I put together this Mogulus channel, will will people even really watch it or would they be interested in it? So if if you would be interested in it, um, let me know. What I was planning on doing is just putting together some of the videos I've taken in Japan, some of the prior episodes of um, Finding Japan, the video ones, as well as some of the funny things I've found in Japan, like the, uh, what was it, the uh, Stormtrooper disco dancing in Akihabara. Um some of the funny Japanese commercials that I've seen, the, uh, you know, that whole thing. And, uh, I don't know, there's, there's quite a few things that I, th- I think are pretty interesting in terms of Japanese culture, but what it would end up being, I think is just sort of a, a, uh, Japanese culture, you know, potpourri kind of uh, funny thing. I, I don't know. I don't really know what the point would be, but um, there's certainly enough material for me to do that, so if you guys are interested, let me know, and maybe I'll, maybe that'll actually motivate me to go through the rest of the uh, vacation video that I've taken that I uh, <coughs> haven't uh, <coughs> gotten to yet, because, uh, well, there's really no good reason. Uh, I've been busy, but also at the same time, when I do have some free time, I end up sort of relaxing now, which I need to do more of. So... Let me know if you're interested in something like that. I know Scott Lockman actually had, had started putting one together as well, and I told him I would contribute, but um, I haven't really taken a look at his either. So for me, it's, it's not really a channel that I enjoy. Uh, what else is going on? I, I went to Akiba last weekend, and I came this close to buying an iPhone. Oh, my God. That device is just gorgeous. Uh, I didn't really realize it until I picked it up. Actually, let me back up. It's not an iPhone, an iPod Touch. They're not selling the iPhone here in Apple, in uh, in Japan yet. But yeah, I almost picked up an iPod Touch, but um, I think I'm going to hold off and wait and see what Apple does. But wow, what a, what a really great device for uh, all sorts of different things. I, I just wish that maybe they had built like a camera into it or something so you could take pictures and things like that. But wow, incredible. I don't think I can... Justify spending that much money before Christmas, though I still need to buy Christmas presents and figure out how to do that from from Japan. I'm thinking this year is going to be the year of Amazon and and shipping to uh, Linda's house and then uh, having her bring everything up to uh, the U.S. Uh, the, I'm sorry, the Northeast as we get up there for uh, meet up that way for Christmas. Ah. So how are you all doing? Oh, that's great. Um, What else can we talk about here? I think instead of uh, just blabbing, we'll go ahead and end this episode. Um, Yeah, that's probably the best thing to do here. So why don't I uh, cue the music and then uh, we can take it from there. This thing's got, like, this noise-canceling thing on this outro thing that I always screw up, so I'm going to actually turn this down. Sorry. Well, kind of disorganized, but uh, I got this episode out, so hopefully we'll get some more out sooner. I hope you enjoyed I hope you found the topics interesting, and I will catch up with you all soon. Take care.